Could you create more opportunities for yourself and your business by thinking about hospitality more expansively? Joining us today to share how he and his team did this is Frank Ufen, Managing Director of Community and Partnerships at The Social Hub, formerly known as The Student Hotel, and the founder of The Class Foundation. In this episode, you'll learn about how The Student Hotel got started, why and how they rebranded to The Social Hub, and the opportunity that exists today with hybrid hospitality. 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 Hospitality brings people together. This is Hospitality Daily, the show that helps you stay informed and inspired each day by the most interesting people in hospitality. My name is Josiah McKenzie, and my goal is to help you reconnect with why you work in this industry and get fired up to go out there, delight others, and reach your goals. Let's get started. The connection with hospitality was something that started when I met Charlie McGregor, who had moved to the Netherlands from Scotland and also was a, like a foreigner, like myself, returning after 10 years. I felt like, okay, so how do you actually land in a city that for me was very familiar, but at the same time, I was going through like kind of an international student experience. We realized when we met that a lot of the key facilities that were there for students were not suitable for the international students that were coming in bigger and bigger numbers. At that time, we had a a growth of international students of like 10% or more even per year. So there was a lot of new people coming to the city that didn't have the networks, didn't have the knowledge, sometimes even the, um, the resources to organize things for themselves. And they really need to get started right away, right? You need to hit the ground running when you arrive as an international student. And so we thought like, well, what is missing in the housing market and what do people need most? We realized that it was not the number of square feet that you would rent normally as a tenant, right? You look at how big is the apartment, et cetera, but it was much more about how do I access community? How do I find my friends? How do I find a place that I don't have to buy everything, but that I can also use it for a period that suits me? So this level of flexibility. And how do I also discover opportunities outside of my uh, academic career? Yeah, it's no secret that most people meet their life partners also during their studies. So there was, again, a lot of people questions around that. And when Charlie came to the Netherlands, he had acquired with a fund three vacant office buildings. And his plan was to convert them into student residences. But that was under the regulations in the Netherlands, not possible, not not at least in the model that he had envisioned. So small rooms, private, what you want private, like your bathroom, a study desk, your bed, etc. But then also a lot of shared spaces and uh, preferably also a, uh, yeah, a set of services that you could benefit from. And then the, some of the advisors actually said, yeah, but what you're trying to do is, is actually a hotel, right? The hotel in urban planning is the most flexible use. So yeah, if you can't put it in the Dutch regulations into the, the residential box, move it to the hotel box and then yeah, your concept will work. And that's what we did. So we named it the student hotel and none of us had hospitality background. So honestly, it, you probably would laugh if you would see how we set ourselves up. But the idea of hospitality was key to our vision. We just didn't really know how to name it sometimes, but the idea of supporting people that real estate is a service essentially, and that hospitality can really help make people feel at home and support them 
was a major breakthrough for us and an eye opener. And it made our fantasy go crazy because all of a sudden like, okay, so what do we miss in the hotels, right? Also in hotels, we are like, we need a place to work. We like to go to the gym. Why are these places so small? Why is the gym always in the basement? Let's do it differently. So that was a bit like a young man in the candy shop experience. I love that. And so over the years, that became an extraordinarily successful business. I wonder if we could fast forward to the moment where it went through this transition to becoming known as the social hub. Can you speak a little bit to what led to that transition? Is that just a naming transition or was there some other changes in the company happening at that point? No, I think it was a kind of coming of age for us because we had opened the first student hotel in 2012 in Rotterdam. And it had like a cafe that was really open to the public, open to the neighborhood. We had, of course, the reception, the gym, all these things that we wanted. Also, friends and family could stay for one night, a couple of weeks if you were a young professional. So we had all those things. But then we realized that also a lot of people were asking for workspaces. So we had started a co-working brand called Colab. And the restaurants were called Commons at that time. So we had three brands. And all of them had their own social media channels. They had their own teams. They had their own PL. And we became aware that we had created internal walls, basically, between these different experiences that we saw that there was a lot of demand, but there was also a lot of cross-demand, so to say. So we realized that also with a name, the student hotel, we were often forced to explain that it was not just for students, that it was a play of words, and that it was more for those young at heart. Yeah, we realized to be able to make the next step and really create a hybrid hospitality proposition where the guest is central in everything that they do and not the real estate that we needed a new name. So we kept the acronym TSH, but we changed it into the social hub. And uh, I guess we doubled down also on what we had learned was our true USP and that was community. We came out of COVID and we had hundreds and hundreds of students staying with us during this period. And we became kind of a caretaker, right? We were like really taking care of people that were thousands of miles away from their family, often very lonely. And so we learned that whatever we could do to create community experience that were fun and meaningful was really helping their well-being. And that was something that we never wanted to give up and actually build on and make it available to others that are looking for a community as well. So not just the students, but also the coworkers, the neighbors, the education partners, a lot of stakeholders in our environment that uh, we work together with. You were early to this sort of hybrid hospitality. I feel more and more companies are interested in this. They see opportunity. They see the business case there. Do you still feel there's more opportunity ahead for hybrid hospitality or because so many people are trying to get involved in this? I'm curious what you see moving forward for this sort of concept. If you think of hybrid hospitality, there are two components to it, right? One is the service. Like how do you connect different services to the guest experience? How do you integrate them? And how do you, yeah, it's basically packaging, right? And incorporating things that are more important than in traditional hospitality today. So for example, work functions, but also for our community shares one objective, which is about learning and developing themselves. So how do you integrate that? And then there's of course the physical component. It's very difficult today to make the business case work for new buildings or conversion of old buildings. So every square foot matters. And yeah, bringing in more services and integrating more uses into the buildings allows us to leverage that real estate and actually also create connections and, and a sense of belonging and ultimately loyalty 
So yeah, make the buildings work better. That's hybrid hospitality, but also really create an experience, a journey that uh, yeah has a lot more to do with like the way we live, work, study, and have fun in cities. And that's I do it every day. When I go to a hotel now, I, I bring my laptop, I, I do a couple of Zoom calls, then I go into the city, I come back again, do some sports. In the evening, I like to have a drink, meet some friends. So it's a bit like a, a beehive, you know? It's like everything on the one roof and take the best out of it. So I think there's a lot more to do. There's a lot of hotels. They have, say, a cafe or a restaurant on the ground floor, but it's not really focused on the neighborhood, on the city around it. So that's a pity because people often like those buildings as well and could have a lot more value for the city at large. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you're subscribed to the Hospitality Daily podcast in your podcast player, because tomorrow Frank is coming back to share what he's focusing on as Managing Director of Community and Partnerships at The Social Hub, and he's going to share some examples of this that can inspire you to provide hospitality in new ways. I hope to have you join us then. Before we go, I want to let you know about a few more things. First, if you haven't done so already, subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite app to stay inspired each day by actionable insights from the most interesting people in hospitality. Second, I've started sharing videos and photos from the stories on this show on Instagram and YouTube, so if you'd like to see those or watch along, I encourage you to follow Hospitality Daily there so we can stay in touch. Third, if you'd like to listen to more conversations like the one you just heard, visit this podcast website at podcast.hospitalitydaily.com. I've spent a lot of time building out this website because I want to make it really easy for you to listen to the topics and guests that you are interested in, whether that's culture and leadership or operations or technology or something else. Browse and search the entire library of more than 400 episodes for some of the top leaders and innovators in hospitality at podcast.hospitalitydaily.com. Com to get ideas for delighting the people around you and reaching your business and career goals. I produce this podcast each day and give it away for free because I want us all to learn and grow together. If you enjoyed today's episode, I just have one favor to ask. Please take a moment to text or email this episode to a friend or colleague who might appreciate it as well. They'll be grateful to hear from you and what we covered in the show can help them as I hope it helped you today. Thanks for listening and I'll see you here tomorrow. 